and welcome back to Try Not to Die. I'm your DM, your devout magistrate, Noah Perito, and I'm here with our redhead heroes. Gorgonzola? Uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I, was... I forgot to say my actual name. <laughs> Were you? What was your name again? My name is Lisa Condemio. I play Gorgonzola, defender of the drunken Drake, expert in pizza bake. Ooh, oh, very, nice. very good. Very good. Very good. <laughs> and who is that other one across the table from me? I am Ashley Goodwin, uh, also known as Brigid, an elf with much brawn who will give you a half-off coupon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Famously known for bankrupting the most powerful mage in the city, most likely. Um, absolutely I can make wonderful friends work. wherever I go. So. It's true. It's true. Um, well, great work, you two. Those intros were, were primo. I love you both. Great job. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you <laughs> <let's>, so much. <laughs> let's not delay any longer. Uh, it's time for the recap. Last time, Zola and Marfin left Trick after a disturbing conversation, placing the rogue's red feather by their chair in hopes that it can help them relearn who they were. Entering back into Marfin's lounge, the two chatted about the nature of bringing people back from the dead, eventually turning the conversation to who may be after Trick in the first place. <coughs> the Omnimalu. During the conversation, Zola revealed and passed over the crown to Marfin, allowing the Archmage to discover that it was a powerful spellcasting focus for the long-dead gold dragon, Elithia. Hoping he can learn more, Zola lent him the object and our two heroes left the magic shop, using the time to talk and get to know what they may be facing before taking the rail home. On the way, they witnessed a man steal a bag of no-nuts from an innocent gnome street vendor. But rather than take my bait, they paid off the woman for her troubles before buying a bag of no-nuts themselves. A win-win for everyone involved. I wonder why you felt the need to change it to no-nuts, like as if donuts were copywritten or something. Are they not copywritten? <laughs> Do they look different than donuts? They're, I didn't want to, okay, here's the thing. This uh, is Afterlife Fodder. This is Afterlife Fodder, but. Derailing your shit right now. <laughs> Tell us about the donuts. Okay, so I want, they're munchkins, basically. But they, so they're donut holes. They're donut holes, but I didn't, I wanted it to be specific. And um, initially it was no nuts, and then I said no nuts on air, and it became canon <laughs> as no so nuts. So it was are not. Are they nut free, or are there no nuts that have nuts in them? There are no, no nuts that have nuts in them, so it's deceiving. Too. That's yeah, that's, <laughs> that's kind of dangerous. No nuts. Dangerous like, There's for no nuts. With allergies, like, these are no nuts. Yes. Yes. Misleading. Yeah. Nuts and the no nuts. Very misleading. That's but you nuts. know, take it up with the gnome. Uh, so you guys eventually made it back to the drunken Drake. Uh, the two of you grabbed some lunch, a flight of dumplings, and drank a few ales while getting to know each other more. Zola then introduced Brigitte to Smite, and the two hit it off. Hard to tell. TBD. They looped in the vigilante on their rescue plan. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of sexual tension. Reeling in, guys. Um, <laughs> they looped in the vigilante on their rescue plan, knowing that given the increase in missing persons and Smite's jonesing for superhero antics, it was going to be an easy sell. Full of dumplings and dumps, the two then took a time to. <laughs> You're just trying to breeze past trying to that. fly by. Full of dumplings and dumps. The two of them took some time to rest and relieve themselves before planning to leave the night to investigate the tunnels so below the city. sorry to everyone who listens to the podcast. You gotta have a litmus test, all right? You gotta have a litmus test for your listeners. A, lit, a litmus I mean. test. Um, these plans were halted, however, when the group noticed that downstairs was suspiciously quiet for Thirsty Thursday. Zola crept down, Brigid in tow, and the two found the bar in dire straits. Six members of the Omnimala 
Malum stood within the chamber. Al the alehouse drake was unconscious at their feet. Barley was bleeding out, pinned to the wall. The largest figure, a drow and spiked plate mail, spoke, revealing that he was looking for Gorgonzola in order to retrieve the crown. So popular. God, it's almost like you're a main character. Um, when he spoke, Zola realized that this individual was the voice, the threatening figure who had spoken to Prisala and Lord Craver and Eaglebottom and Padawick. Knowing that giving these clearly evil folks a powerful draconic spellcasting focus was probably not the right move, Zola refused Wait. and combat began. Zola couldn't because the crown was not there. That true. is true. But Zola for sure was like, in no way, if I, <laughs> I, I like, have it oh, in no yeah, way. I gave it away. But no problem. Let's all just grab a cab. And <laughs> bring, let me we'll take you to <laughs> Hey, Marfin, you up? Hey, guys. What's yeah, oh, he's still no. trying to account for all the money he lost that day. It's true. He is up really late going, where did all this fucking money go? a full he's mental breakdown. <laughs> he's at a different bar, yeah. Um, bring it up. First, our newest hero leapt into action, summoning Pyre, the all-fire spirit who used her ability to teleport in a burst of flame, injuring nearly all of the Omnimalum Stooges while saving Barley. Meanwhile, the leader of the pack, Lord Achillion, aka Lord Achillion, launched forward at Gorgonzola, tearing into her round after round with brutal swipes from his poisoned scimitar. Smite and Brigid preoccupied with the remaining goons, Zola knew that things could easily take a turn for the worst. Deciding to take the risk of using a precious combat time to douse the tusk in the oil of Taggart she'd acquired from Trick. Thanks to a nat one on a con save, Lord Aquillon fell to Zola's poison, a gamble that turned this deadly encounter into a whomping of the first degree. I know we're past it, but you said round after round, and I just want to say I'm pretty sure it was two rounds. So literally, round after a round, round after a round. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to admit round use of, of words. Round after subtracted round. the S, hoping no one would notice. Oh, we noticed. <laughs> Um, the Omni Malum in a panic, they attempted to make an escape with their fallen leader, but were stopped by Brigid using the Entangle spell to lock Lord Akion and one of the remaining goons in place. Though they eventually broke through the roots, casting darkness to mask their escape, the Tusks dispel magic ability and the powerful Blade of Smite ended the encounter before it could truly begin. And that is where we are right now. Uh, you guys are still recovering from this brief, albeit destructive, battle. Your hostage, absolutely fantastic, by the way. Uh, Lord Achillion is unconscious, lying on the ground amidst the broken glass and shattered wood. Ice still coats most of the front of house from Barley's magic, icicles clinging to the ceiling and bottoms of tables and chairs, frost obscuring the window and splatters of crystalline blood here and there from the cold. Barley, do you have any Windex? Yeah, let me check under the counter. Hold on. Um, <laughs> there's also I, I wipe ineffectually at a little frost, <laughs> and it's it's one of those things where it's so cold that the moment you spray onto it and use a paper towel, it's like sucks. <laughs> You're like, oh Ow. fuck. Um, uh, you guys are handling that. You see, Smite is trying to like shift the bodies towards the back of the house because there's uh, six counting, um, or I guess five counting um, Lord Achillion because one of them was smote into ash right. by Smite. Um, I sweep it. You're, yeah, you <laughs> start sweeping table. up that under a table. Can um, I start like uh, trying to melt icicles with like some controlled flames oh, so hot that it melts Steams everything into it. steam so that, you know, everything isn't all uh, waterlogged? Yeah, you begin to do that. You produce a little flame and kind of guide it along the, the icicles, causing them to literally sizzle into mist in uh, the air. You see Pyre and Stilton, still in his rat form, are like looking out the frosted glass onto the street. You guys told them to keep a little watch. Uh, they are still doing so. Mm -hmm. um, while 
now you also see, though, that Stillen has grabbed a few fallen dumplings, and the two of them are having a little <laughs> snack together. That's adorable. Um, uh, Barley finishes, like, putting some stuff on the counter, her unseen servant picking up the, the various debris. Um, she turns to you guys. So, care to explain what the hell happened in my bar? I... Truthfully, have no idea. I believe you. You seem really. You seem to be telling the truth. Her eyes shift over to Zola. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my bad. Um, definitely looking for me, but that was clear. I killed them. Yeah, she and looks. And we're gonna fix the bar. <laughs> she looks down at Lord Achillian, um and the various bodies that Smite is like dragging one by one. The thing yeah. that they're looking for isn't here anymore, and what? they know it now. What That's were they good. looking for? What were they? They they set a crown. Mm. <laughs> What's going on? I look at her. I slit my eyes again because <laughs> now I'm like, what the hell? Can I? Do I? I can't trust these people. Yeah. I, I look at Smite. Uh, <sighs> he turns to Barley. I'm sorry I failed you, Barley. I promised to bring the flames of justice to those who did this. But, you know, this was kind of just an oversight. You know, I, I'm sure that I think that now that we've handled it, we could at least kind of buy ourselves some time, maybe. You know, Barley, I'm going to set you up with a security detail. Um, I'm going to figure out. I don't know who it is yet. Uh, maybe... Maybe Smite, we can think of someone, but we're we're going to post someone up in here, maybe undercover, so that if I'm not here and anything happens, that... Yeah, I mean, I could give a call to my incredibly elite organization, as you know. That one. But maybe not someone with a close cropped haircut. Oh, Because yes. as we know... Yes, no, I'm not friends with any people. I'm not friends with guards, ever. I would never, ever, <laughs> ever, ever be a friend with a guard. So... Agab. Yes, Agab, indeed. So um, I'll do some talking around. I'll see what I can find. Um, I'm sure we can set someone up. You see Barley finishes clearing off one of the counters. <sighs> she takes her thin-rimmed glasses off, uses a bit of mending to fix the crack in the glass before putting them back on and surveying the scene once again. Things are going to get a lot worse, I think. Um, my whole life has been keeping this bar open and making sure it's in tip-top shape. When my parents passed, it was something I swore I was going to do, and, well, I guess change is inevitable. I mean, they wouldn't want me to sit by and have these assholes trash this place. They didn't sit by when people tried to before, so... <sighs> I'm happy to make this our little base camp for now. Lock it up. I mean, it's, oh, it's the I worst weekend for it. I thought you were going to ask me it. to move out. No. Oh, my God, no. I, I, Again, I think that you leaving won't do anything. These people, the, based on what they were saying to me before, it really feels like they're not going to just let this lie. Um, mm. So I... Uh, God damn, I wish it weren't the fucking charcuterie festival this weekend. It's, Have you considered a bake sale? You know, I think that I'm okay. I have some savings. Maybe I'll just take the day, kind of clean up in here. Um, it's not ideal, but maybe, I mean, I would rather keep us closed for a little so they think that they succeeded in a capacity, yeah, you maybe know? maybe if the place is shuttered, they'll, they'll lay low for a second. And Brigid, I do owe you an explanation, an explanation. All I can say <laughs> right now at this point is that a lot of 
the things that have happened to me in the last two weeks are interconnected. I think that your uncle is unfortunately just an innocent bystander um, to the mess of powerful artifacts that I have and I'm being chased for. So apologies for that. Yeah, I think that this is just a, you got caught up in the thick of it right now. And the good news is that you're right where you're supposed to be. The thick of it is kind of going to bring us to your uncle, but uh, sorry in, you know, both retroactively and also in advance, I think would probably be fair to say. Brigid nods her head and looks over at Pyre, who gives her like a, like an, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And I, I nod and, uh, you can do an insight check on me. (laughs) Why do you keep on like (laughs) speaking? (laughs) You can (laughs) just the spritz of Windex every time I open my mouth. You can do a, Oh my, okay, well, I don't know about you guys. If you want, we can leave tonight. If you don't, we can rest, leave early in the morning um, when we feel that we're ready. I, I have a feeling that we may need another rest at least at some point, so if we don't do it now, we're probably going to have to do it when we're down what there. What are we going to do about this guy? <laughs> All eyes turn to the unconscious Lord of Killian, who, right. it's it's the oil of Taggett basically, like, knocks them unconscious, but I think it's hours. super funny to have him, like, eyes open, like, frozen. Full, <laughs> just, like, frozen. He is unconscious, because he's blank-eyed, but he's, like, just yeah, eyes like up, like, goldfish. I can't believe I fucking got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, before we go get your uncle, we do have to take care of this. Mm-hmm. I, this may be massively unethical, but how do we feel about, um... Maybe uh, tying this guy up as good as we can, stuffing a sock in his mouth so we can't cast any spells and uh, asking him some questions. Um, I thought you'd never ask. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He he reaches down and hauls him up on his arm. Manacles in your room, if you want to use those at any point. They are exclusively for this. Uh, (laughs) 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 Um. Yeah, I can bring him upstairs. Hauls him up by his armor, surprisingly strong. (laughs) You get his feet. um, And the two of you lead him upstairs as Barley continues to use, like, prestidigitation and various spells to kind of tidy things up. Um, You you hear, as you guys are heading up, she moves to the front and lowers the front gate from the inside. Something that she did not have the ability to do during, because it was supposed to be Thirsty Thursday. I mean, why did you close early? (laughs) Um, So you guys head up the stairs. Can I actually go outside and see if, like, there's anyone out there if anyone has seen or noticed yeah, anything can i do like a lap and a perception check sure um if you are trying not to be seen or anything i would give me a stealth check first that's a 12 a 12 um you like barley moves to close the front door as these two carry up Lord Akeon to the bedrooms upstairs um you peek outside kind of keeping close to the building shift along give me a perception check jesus 18. 18. So you look around. As you guys noticed before, these streets are entirely cleared. Um, With that high of a perception check, you do notice that there are some people, like, in their windows, clearly, like... Like, if you look up, all the lights seem to be out, except for the streetlights. But you can see a few faces, like, peeking in and then, like, ducking down. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, in the same... 
even with even without being a native to the city, they just look like civilians. They they're not. They're, it's not like you saw the. <laughs> you didn't see a haircut. <laughs> yeah, they're not assassins. They don't look like at all like the people you guys just killed. To their homes. Yeah. So and you look around this whole block, this whole area, no people, and you it's know so that strange. just beyond it is where the subway is. So like literally. It would make no sense for no one to be able to be let over here. But you imagine that maybe there's guards for a certain amount of time kind of guarding in the distance. Yeah, it feels like they cleared the the area. The guards cleared the area for these Omnimalum humans. 100%. And drow, which, by the way, is also something. Give me a history check. That's just an 11. Just an 11? Even with an 11, you know that drow are dark elves. These are essentially a sister, like, subspecies of your people. And mm. so it was a little strange. Jarring. I mean, it was a little jarring. You have met elves before. There are wood elves who live in the jungles. Um, they have their own little kind of group moving around. But you've never met drow, and you've only heard that, like, they're just like you. You know, there's there, there's no blanket statement to be said about them because they some of them act like these folk and others are just like you, just mm-hmm. regular elves. Okay. Um, but yeah, you skim you skim around, you come back inside, Barley slowly rolls down the gate, um, locks up as her unseen servant continues to just like lift up rubble and like clear Can off Can I do anything to help Barley? Um, you you look to ask that and she turns to you, honestly, honey, just Go handle that. This this will be done in no time. I, I got a good handle on it. Thank you, though. I really appreciate it. All right, cool. So, Pi, I ask, uh, or I beckon to Pyre to come follow me, and, and Stilton probably comes with us, too. Yes, yeah, so Stilton sitting on Pyre's head, basking in the warmth that naturally is being given off by the all-fire. Um, the f- three of you make your way up the stairs where the two of you have brought Lord Aquilion into uh, Smite's room. Mm-hmm. Um, Smite takes some manacles that he has, again, just like a pile of things he's got there, pulls out some manacles, clips them around Lord Aquilion's uh, hands, um, and clicks the lock shut. Yo, Barley, do you have any of those things? They're little foam things, and when you get a manicure or a pedicure, they keep your fingers from touching each other. Like, they keep your toenails from touching each other. The little foam things. Most women have them. Uh, yeah, I got some in uh, the back. Hold on one second. Perfect. <laughs> I uh, make it so that he can't, like, move his fingers with, like, the little pedicure, manicure <laughs> things. And they're, like, little foam things, and they have a little... N- a little nudge that goes in between each finger, and it, it stops your toenails from rubbing up against each other and getting polished. Right. But hopefully, we'll keep him from making any like. Um, what is a manicure? <laughs> you look at, at Brigitte's nails. Oh, honey. <laughs> is it is it a healing? So it is a healing curing it potion. It is. It's like um a long term self care thing. Like it doesn't mm. it doesn't heal you. Self care is important. Self care is important. So this will help him maybe from moving his fingers to do any like non like. You know, somatic spells. You this know is I mean? this is fucking brilliant. Uh, I'm gonna steal this idea from you for the future because <laughs> this is actually really smart. Yeah, I think you could use a manicure too, smart. I looked at his bit into the quick fingernails. <laughs> There's Doritos so cheese underneath nails. the nails. <laughs> hey, I washed my hands before this. Um, it does not seem like you did. The three of you um, now stand in this room. You've Lord Keon is is essentially slumped over against the wall. The manacles are behind his back. You see his fingers and toes indeed are separated by the foam dividers. Yes. You can't even I, cast with his toes. Um, I want to um, put a, a dirty smite sock in his mouth 
Um, and this then, one's perfect. It's he picks it up and it's. Does he take it, it off of his foot? It was a white sock at one point. Oh, <laughs> actually, that makes me very uncomfortable. Can we take the sh- the sock off of of Smite that he's currently wearing? Oh uh, yes, I just did laundry. He pulls it out. It's the same color. <laughs> we should get you some new one of these. What okay, do you say? I'm not gonna be your mom anyway. Um, I'm only. 18. I never leave my room. <laughs> um, and I, I take the make uh, an, uh, <laughs> what. It's gonna be like I make a gross face at him. This is. <laughs> I also make a gross face. To be, at him. To be fair, Brigid, you do live in nature. There's not even um, the most showering is yeah, usually done with like. <laughs> you're not wearing yeah, socks. Yeah, you don't even have socks. <laughs> um, I take the um, crawler mucus poison that I have and okay. just hold it in my hand. Um, and as we're going to prepare to wake up, Lord Akion, I want. For the first thing for him to see to be me standing above him with a vial of uh, bubbling, hissing poison so okay. that he knows not to try any funny shit. What, okay. what is that? Um, It's some um, poison that I found. It, in case he gets out or anything, um, I can, you know... I can spill it on him and it will paralyze him. Also, I take I have a bag of a thousand ball bearings. Mm. I surround the area around him with ball bearings so that if he tries to like all of a sudden get up that he will like slap Slip. stick fall. Home alone style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You take Marvin the time to set out almost 10,000 ball bearings. Um, no, no, sm- I have a bag of 1,000, but I don't set them all out. I probably set out like 50. A 50, okay, yeah. You Just guys take a like a good like five up. minutes or so to set that up. Um, I fill his room with ball bearings. I think we are like another, ball pit. Another brilliant idea, Zola. You are just full <laughs> of this shit today, huh? I'm really worried that he's going to escape when we wake him up. A fair, a fair concern. I've been thinking about it for two weeks. You hear Windex noise. <laughs> Um, so you guys are standing there. How would you like to proceed? Um, so he's not gonna, he, he remains unconscious for 24 hours. So we have like a full day. Oh, but until, or until he takes damage. Oh, okay. Yes, so we could wake him up right now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do I'm we worried think... that if we left that someone, one of the drow would like steal back in here and wake him up, you know? Do you think that this is all good prep and we should maybe take a short rest or take a long rest and then wake him up? Oh, mm. Okay. Not a bad idea. I can watch him in here if you guys want to head to your bed. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> let's. Maybe let's. I'm honestly gonna sleep on the floor right next to him. Sorry. We can. Sh- we no. Can. No worries. There's plenty of room. It's a very I can small room. also transfer four hours and keep watch. Oh. Okay. Like I'll, you sleep first. I'll transfer four hours and Great. then we'll swap. Okay. Okay. Um, the three of you begin to kind of set up, head for bed. I see um, if Barley needs anything before we go to sleep. I'm like, if. If anything happens, like, uh, I'm trying to think of a way that she could signal me. Is there, oh, is there like a little um, counter bell? Yeah, like there's one There's one behind it for orders. Uh, whenever whenever someone's dumplings are ready, the I unseen leave, servant will tap it to ring it. I leave Smite's door cracked open, and I'm like, if the door opens, anyone comes, just ring. Will do. Great idea. Um, you head up, uh, begin to head to bed. Uh, the adrenaline now wearing off for you guys. Uh, even Smite looks pretty exhausted. Um, Pyre curls up beside you, Brigid, and still in after a little bit settles on your lap, Zola. Uh, and you guys head to bed. Um, Brigid, you've got your four-hour trance. You guys can both mark off a long rest. Um, and I also need, uh, Zola, roll me the d20 for today's shard roll. Oh boy. Haley. Eight. Eight. 
Um, as you come out of your trance, Brigid, for anyone who doesn't know, elves, when they trance, they usually get a connection to their past lives. Mm, um, it, is, it is something that develops more as they get older. When they're young, they don't necessarily have in touch with it. So despite being 68, it's still kind of new to you to be inheriting these kind of memories and past experiences. Mm. And for you specifically, you actually don't have any memories from elves. You only have memories from other keepers Mm -hmm. so you're kind of as you're as you're resting you're getting these kind of visions from other keepers and tonight it seems like a lot of them are visions of the beginning of a big journey for them it's always someone coming upon some sort of dangerous burn that they're they have to control or some sort of conflict between peoples that they have to now settle as your eyes flutter open you begin to think this is likely my version of that. Um, and as you you do, you look over and there's a subtle kind of rainbowish with a slight green tint to it glow coming from Zola's bag. Um, it f- kind of warms for a moment and then settles back down. Um, and now that you're awake, you have four hours until Zola wakes up if there's anything you'd like to do. Essentially, timeline-wise, you guys went to bed around like 9, 10 o'clock. Um, I might asleep. Uh, Smite, you give me a perception check. Uh, very good. 16. 16. For the first time in a long time, you hear some snoring. So <laughs> Smite is indeed actually asleep for one of the first times. Um, so you are you are there. Uh, it's still night, basically just like... Oh, I so I see this rainbow greenish glow, and I get nervous that it's something, like a spell that Lord Akion... I would also say it's definitely in my pocket. Yes. it's I keep it's the shard in my pocket. In the so pocket. It's coming out of my pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just lying down. Oh, you, lying I thought you said it was in the bag. Yeah, I was yeah. wrong. Oh, okay. I was wrong. Got it. So I keep I see everything it. in the bag except that shard. <laughs> I still see it, though, but I still think that, like, maybe it's something that he, like, put there or, like, because mm-hmm. everyone else is sleeping. Like, I, I have a suspicion that it is um, malicious and intent in some way. Um, so I uh, go to take it out of your pocket just to see if there's anything I can do to, like, you know, stop it if it's bad. Give me a sleight of hand check. Fifteen. Fifteen. That's higher than um, your passive perception, Zola. So yeah. you manage to slip into her pocket and pull out this glittering crystalline shard. This It seems to be shifting slightly in your hand. It's it's glowing, giving off like a, almost a almost a warmth but it doesn't feel like fire it feels like something else more like a electric kind of energy um, and as it shifts you see that it does have this like opalescent rainbow color to it but also occasionally it'll shift kind of uncomfortably and it has like a greenish tinge overall um, can i do like an insight check on it or a perception to see like if i've ever seen anything like this because i'm like familiar with gems and give me an arcana check okay so 16 16 um, you actually have not encountered anything like this before. Mm. But with a 16, you do gather that this object is in, is definitely inherently magical. Um, and not just in the sense that maybe a, an enchanted weapon or, like, your bag that you have. Like, there's, there's something inherently powerful, almost like it's a source of this kind of magic um, generating in and of itself. Do I think um, it's, like, malicious at all? This is why I got it out. Well, with an Arcana check like that, I don't think you're necessarily getting any sort of, like, 
moral or kind of like vicious intent vibes. The only thing I'll say is that something that is so powerful, something that could be emanating this level of magic could be dangerous. Though it seems like Zola, like it, there wasn't an opportunity for Lorna Killian to put this in Zola's pocket. So it seems like it might be Zola's. At this moment, by the way, you hear like a, a rumble of thunder as rain begins to drop from the sky outside. A very familiar sound. A very familiar sound, and you were indeed right. Yeah. The rains did come. We are now Ooh. not, we are no longer thirsty this Thursday. <laughs> she, she, she whispers to herself. I, I slightly wake, huh? Hmm. I put the shard back in your pocket. Um, Susan Rose, stop flirting. <laughs> Whoa, what's she dreaming about? Um, so you um, have that moment, you get to inspect it. It's something to keep an eye on, but you're not sure exactly what it is. Pyre also does a little sniff of it, and it's kind of like, you see like a twitch in the same way um, when a cat smells something that they're like, whoa, very strong. Um, but does Pyre make a gag sound? Doesn't make a <laughs> gag sound, but um, does kind of... Um, draw back a little bit at from like the woo kind of just like smell of fresh gasoline whether or not you like that smell it's mm-hmm. very strong mm-hmm. um, me so. Ashley loves that smell me Lisa me, loves that smell this is a gas well, loving is that pro <laughs> gas we are pro, pro gas <laughs> Uh, well, listen, I, I fracking my yeah, we, in the no, studio. We are not, we are not pro fracking. We are pro being high after sniffing gasoline. <laughs> pro huffing. We're not pro, we are pro huff. Oh, my Christ. Okay, so just disregard the past, like, 30 seconds if you're a listener. Um, oh, my God. So is there anything you want to do, or do you think Brigid would just kind of take the time to, like, meditate, or, you know, is there any prep you want to do before the, the coming day? I think that I have to, I think Resummon. Pyre needs to go away after four hours. Yeah, I'm going to say that, like, as you awaken. Hold, yeah, so as I put the shard back into Zola's pocket, I, um, Pyre, dis- and Pyre has that reaction to it, they disappear and go back into the little moat in the circlet around my ear. Yeah, and a small Ooh, just, like, swirl, and then, mm-hmm. like, ash mm-hmm. goes straight back into the earring. Um, and no, yeah, I guess that's uh, that's all I want to do, and I just kind of... I hear the rains coming, so um, I go um, again. I like to go outside; it's where I feel most comfortable. So I go downstairs and and out the front door just to kind of be outside in the rain. I'll say this: the front door there's a there's like a wrought iron gate over it. From like you know, in the same way you'd um, like a bodega might pull it overnight. So mm-hmm. you could probably go out the back door. Is but there a way that I can like from a window climb onto the roof? You could certainly try. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I want to do that. Okay. Just go sit. You um, exit out of Smite's room very quietly. Um, the three of you fully cramped. It's like four people just cramped <laughs> together with a bunch of ball bearings We're, surrounding We look one like we're having a sleepover with Lord Akeon. <laughs> I'm holding a super... <laughs> so a huge sock in his mouth. I'm holding a and huge he, he, vial of poison in my arms as I carelessly sleep. <laughs> just like so it casually like drips a drop next to him, almost waking him up. <laughs> Dissolving the floor <laughs> with acid. All straight through. <laughs> Ripping into the kitchen. Um, Meanwhile, he like as if he were at a slumber party. Has the manicure stuff, <laughs> manicure pedicure out, thing. Still in painted his nail. <laughs> it's this bright, very obnoxious pink. Um, That's so you, canon. You head out into the hallway. Um, you open the window. Um, give me an athletics check. Oh no! If I know anything from Breath of the Wild, it's that it's harder to climb when it's raining. <laughs> it's not yet raining, is it? It is raining. Uh, athletics, you said? Yes. All right. Well, that's a 12. It takes you a little bit. 
uh, you do struggle. You almost slip and fall, but you manage to pull it's yourself up. a fire escape. Um, not in the front of the building. Oh, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, normally, that would make sense on a lot of buildings, <laughs> but this, because it's literally, um, in terms of tavern, it's like a three-story wow. building, and there's the glass window in the front. So mm-hmm. I emerge from the window. I, like, shimmy myself along the, <laughs> the gutters, and I, like, pull myself up, <laughs> almost falling one arm. Ha-ha! Getting back up onto the roof. You pull yourself up, and you let the rain fall upon you. It's, at first, it was light. This was more of a drizzle. But as you're up there, it begins to pick up a little bit. You hear a rumble of thunder in the distance, and the rain begins to pour down. Um, a crack of lightning as the city lights up, sparkling off the golden buildings in the distance. I feel the rain on my skin. No one else can feel it for me. That's Only true. I can let it in. That's also true. You whisper no these, these hallowed words to yourself. Natasha bowing your head. Sylvanus. 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 What was it? Natasha Benningfield. Sylvanus Benningfield. Gotta go. So, yeah, you take that moment, and after a little time, um, the it's still incredibly early. We're talking like probably four, almost five in the morning. Um, Brigid, you see that the sky is turning that light gray of dawn. Sun is not yet risen, but it's coming closer. Um, so you head back inside. Um, Can I do like a perception check to see like how the city is waking up? Without even doing a perception check, you see that as early, like though it's raining and everything, the city does move on. There are definitely some people in the distance, like far beyond this specific neighborhood, who have been like who are rising. You see some lights kind of coming up in the distance. Um, the street lamps are f- going out one by one. Does it seem to be coming back to normal after last night's weird disappearance of all people? Yeah, you see um, literally like as you're like sitting on the rooftop looking out, you see some people dressed in like working overalls, some some Carhartt, um, and you, you watch them exit and head towards the rail station, no problem. Yeah, Brigid's just very, like taking it all in, just being very perceptive and observing of, of the natural way of things in the city. Yeah, I would say that you're getting a good feel for the fact that what you surmise is that the guards basically came in and were like, we need everyone in their homes between these hours. You should be able to get up and go to work tomorrow morning, essentially. Okay. So, like, you you visualize that and um, eventually, you know, the city begins to wake up. You head back down. And as you re-enter, you see um, Smite isn't in the room right now, um, but Zola has um, begun to rise um, and still in is, like, still kind of napping on your shoulder, Zola. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, do you have a towel? <laughs> Drip water just dripping off, <laughs> and I, you hear now the rain outside, like pattering against the windows. So. I do have a towel. I was actually I was gonna wake up early and see if you wanted to go sit on the roof and talk for a little bit. Yes, I know how to do that now. Great. <laughs> Let's go watch the sunrise. I'll get some coffees from Barley. Um, I'm sure Smite's somewhere around here. Uh, yeah, you guys stand. Um, so Lord Akion just passed out, still Manny Petty, sock in mouth. Stilton, you stay and watch Lord Akion. Come yell at me. You, we'll give you a psychic message <laughs> yeah. if anything happens, yeah. Um, you guys open the door, and there's Smite holding three coffees um, oh. very precariously. I uh, thought I'd get us some breakfast. Uh, you were up really early this morning, Brigitte. Mm-hmm. I only need to trance. Wow. I like your dedication to You were sleeping. Remaining you were snoring. Yeah, it was... Smite, uh, you should learn how to trance. That would be way more productive. That would be way more... Yeah, instead of exhausting myself with just doing conspiracy theories all night and then occasionally passing out for a very long period of time, <laughs> I should probably work on some sort of, you know, rhythm 
Yeah, meth. maybe like a bifacial sleeping, like a Victorian yeah. era. Ooh, yeah, kind know? of like nap for three hours, get productive work yeah, done for Yeah, wake four. up, read a book, or have sex or something. Yeah, yeah, do some cocaine. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know if they did that. They did the cocaine in Victorian times, my friends. In the middle of the night. <laughs> Whenever they needed it. Um, so, yeah, he gives you guys your coffees. Um, so, are you guys ready to interrogate this guy? or? Um, I was going to ask, actually, Smite... Do you mind if I go talk with Brigid for a little bit? I think before we talk to Lord Akion, I just kind of want to. Yeah, you do owe me an explanation. Yeah. Tense. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Um, You guys go do your thing. I'll, I'll keep Yeah, watch. you ready some torture instruments or whatever. That sounds good. He draws his sword, <laughs> slams it into the ground, <laughs> piercing it into the wood. Actually, Here, Barley's like, Smite. hey, watch it. Smite, do you have a zone of truth? Um... An excellent question. He does not have Zone of Truth. Yeah, I will keep an eye on him, but there's nothing specific I can do besides like maybe one command. To oh, make. I, I think <laughs> like, I think Brigid maybe wanted you to use it on me. Oh no. Oh, but, gotcha. <laughs> Brigid's eyes I, narrow. I, I promise I'm going to tell the truth. I promise. No, yeah, no. That's for this is for Lord Akion. Oh. Out of game. I would maybe go through the back route now if you're going on the rooftop because now the streets are for sure populated and yes. climbing on throughout the out the front window I might we, be a little I conspicuous. I think we just go and we sit we sit on a little awning right out a window and just like stick our heads out and yeah, yeah, drink yeah, some yeah. coffee Not um, up on the roof just yeah. sticking our yeah. sitting by window yeah the sunrise. Barley give actually you know what you just head into your room because you haven't you guys have been sleeping in Smite's room. <laughs> um, you pop open. It smells this. really good. I in was here. about to say it smells so much better. <laughs> He truly has every that room. His room is sealed practically, so nothing scent wise leaves. Um, you guys head into the bedroom. You guys have a little moment. Zola has uh, the head laid out like the dirt and leaves from the bag of holding for me to sleep <laughs> yeah. on, but we never ended up actually sleeping in here. Right. Just a mess on the ground. Feel free to pop a squat on the leaves. If you want. I uh, walk around in a circle, like <laughs> trying to get comfortable, and I sit down. <laughs> And yeah, I, I sit down and I just start from the very beginning. I go, so um, when I was little, my mom, she was an orc and she left and she left me this sword. And I just go all the way through um, meeting Scram, meeting the Omni Malum, getting the crown, deciding to keep the crown from the drow because I was scared what they were going to do with it. Um, or keeping the crown from the Omni Malum, rather. Because um, Plebo is... I don't even know what Plebo is. He's a deep gnome. It's <laughs> Adorable. Bad, he's a Swerf Neblin. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. Everything I've learned about the the dragon, about the university, uh, everything up until this day, I I go through. Yeah, there's like a brief. Trick. There's a long time where you basically, uh, you basically you basically listen to this podcast in game. Yeah. You get a huge recap of Zola's adventures so far, and uh, it seems like quite a bit has changed for this young half orc. Less than less than like two and a half weeks, um, yeah. she's gone from being a farmhand to being a hero to being a murderer to being a, like a pirate and an outlaw <laughs> like there's just so much an happened. academic and I, now is just got into university like at yeah. various points uh through zola's retelling of this journey i stop and i like show sympathy and and realizing this must have been hard for you to leave your father and your your home lose a friend be tangled up in all of these murderous plots um and i i identify with uh, things changing very quickly from what you thought they would be. I'm really dedicated to getting your uncle back, though. That's, Thank oh, you. 
I mean, out of all of this, like, a part of me wishes that I could just give away everything and have it be someone else's problem, but I am committed to helping your uncle and helping Scram get out of the shard, um, helping everyone get out of the sewers where they're trapped. Mm -hmm. That's that's my business, and that's Mike's business, too. So that's my main priority right now. Thank you. Thank you. I think Brigid um, also identifies with that very much, being the keeper, like having the, all this responsibility and looking out for people where they're from as well. So they feel very much dedicated to not only helping you, but finding her uncle. Yeah, the two can of I, you connect over can this. Can I ask why why you're the keeper of the Allfire? Is it, it heritage? It was, uh, so I basically was um, in, you know, some form of education where I'm from. And uh, over time, uh, elders saw in me something that made them oh. want to uh, bestow this responsibility Sick. on me. Sick, so you yeah. really earned it. Yeah. That's awesome. Got good yeah. grades. Got really good grades in nature class and just in nature's classroom. In nature's classroom, and absolutely excelled. Um, yeah. So the two of you connect over this after, a f like, once you guys have talked for a bit. There's a knock on your door, and you hear Smite being like, "I don't want to interrupt, but uh, you guys want to do this? We yeah. should probably get on the road pretty soon. Probably. Mm -hmm. I'm ready." All right, you guys head over. You find um, Loda Kion has been essentially, again, he's still surrounded in marbles, but Smite has actually kind I of- I took the sock out of his mouth while we slept so that he could aspirate. <laughs> through his nose. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, he, yeah, he doesn't suffocate and die, thank God. Oh my God, I'm fucking imagine. Well, <laughs> like, he would have- like, So like, rude. suffocated and died. No, because he would have technically but... taken damage. If you if he were starting to suffocate, he would have woken you up. You don't take damage when you suffocate. What? You roll constitution saving throws. Is that real? Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, I don't actually, I don't know how the poison would interact, but my imagine yeah. is that this would be a way to essentially or smother someone. Like, Whoa, yeah. crazy. I, I, as, far as, as far as we've read, you know, that's yeah. very dark. But just, That's sick, that's, Noah. You're sick. I'm nasty. That's fucking yes, sick. for sure. Um, so, yeah, you guys enter in. You're all standing, kind of the three of you, while uh, Stilton is kind of sitting on Lord Akeon's head, just like looking down. Like, <laughs> so I guess we can have... You know, well, a Stilton can't attack, but I'm sure he could just bite bite Lord Akion and wake him up, right? Give him one damage. Yeah, sure. Um, Smite punches him in the face. Oh. <laughs> uh, natural 18. Um, I'm just going to quickly check what his damage is. I was just going to have Stilton bite him, but I, I see where he can do this instead. <laughs> hey, if he, has to just, if he has to just get hurt to wake up, why not actually hurt him, huh? So he deals five damage uh, and clocks Lord Akion across the face. You see blood splatters against the floor, and he's like, oh, you Lord absolute Akeon, fools. Your situation is dire. Okay. I stuff the uh, mage hand, stuff the sock in his mouth. <laughs> You've come in. <laughs> we have a couple questions. And if you're helpful, maybe your death is not as painful as it could be. He... I produce flame in my hands and look very intimidating. Give me an intimidation check with advantage. With pleasure. Um, well, I'm going to say, why don't you both roll? We'll take the highest of the two. I think I have plus one, so dirty 20. Dirty 20? What was the highest um, for you? I don't think. Oh, actually, 21. 17. 21? Did you roll on that 20? No, I have plus two to. Oh, uh, because you've gotten stronger To now. intimidation. With that, you see that there's not a... Um, there's nothing necessarily, in, no indication on Lord Achillian's face, but his, his roiling red eyes are just like glaring straight into yours, Zola. Okay. I uh, want to 
uh, like straddle him, like my knees on either side of his <laughs> legs. You see a, a very <laughs> uncomfortable man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I rip the sock out of his mouth and I've got <laughs> crawler mucus in my hand and I go, I know what Misty Step looks like. I know what Dimension Door looks like. Start to cast and the mucus goes in your mouth. He surveys the room, gives a small nod. Why does the Omni Malum want Alethea's crown? <sighs> Your pathetic minds couldn't fathom oh, geez. what's ahead of smite. you. <laughs> I roll my eyes. Smite we can goes... speed this up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> know that if you follow her path, if you let her see you truly, you will know her way is the way to joy eternal. She will be the savior of my people. Our people. He locks eyes with Brigid. Okay, say I'm interested. Who's her? Erica? Eric? <laughs> Who's Erica? <laughs> I don't know. I have, just have one female name to go off of. <laughs> Erica Baderica? She's just a, one of the low-level mages of the organization. And Watch I, out for her. She's stronger than you think. Who's she? <laughs> Your ears aren't worthy of hearing her name. She is perfection itself. She is the paramount, the ultimate life form. She's the one chosen to lead the faithful. Is this Alethea? Oh, no. Alethea's dead. No, Alethea's who they stole the crown from, or who the crown originally belonged originally to. Belonged to. Like hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of years ago. Right. I knew that. Of course, yeah. I mean, you of all people for sure knew that. So um, what's the end goal? What? Elf supremacy? Or what's your deal? <laughs> what do you want? You really don't know the trouble you're in, do you? You're answering so many of my questions with questions, and my hand is starting to get really shaky. Can we just kill this guy? He <laughs> has a sword drawn. He's like, this guy fucking sucks. And I don't like his voice. Where is my uncle, Moss Peace Willow? Your uncle? <sighs> Likely with the others who will be joining the army. What do you need them for? What's the army for? Maybe I have some information you want. How about this? Maybe this would be more equitable for you. I can offer you some information. You get to know some juicy details before you die in this smelly, smelly room. The only thing that I want is the crown. So if I brought the crown here, you would talk? What, you want me to let you touch it? Put it on? Yeah, that's what I want. Give me an insight check. Okay. (laughs) Ten. Ten. You can tell, uh, even with that low of an insight check, you can't necessarily read exactly what he wants, but you gather that he is high enough ranking that he definitely has the information you're looking for, Mm -hmm. but between whomever he serves, it's it's unlikely that he feels comfortable necessarily divulging anything. As you're looking at him, he looks to Brigid. You must know we, our people, have a rightful place in this world. I know you may not follow her, my goddess, but if you join the organization and you follow our leader's teachings, you may be joined with her and we can bring her back to this plane. So your leader teaches to feed people to Grimlocks? No, uh, (laughs) he at this point is just like, no, 
our leader, our leader will bring us to our goddess. She has promised us this. If we help her achieve her goals, she will bring her back. Unite the elves and the humans and their superiority over this continent. I'm looking at Brigid like, no fucking way is this guy gonna be his goddess. I narrow my eyes. I look at Zola. I look back down at him. If I were interested in joining your people and appeasing her in order to meet your goddess, how would I even do that? Who would I need to speak with? Free me. Free me and I shall retrieve the crown. I shall bring it back to her and with her and her power, we should be able to accomplish our goals. There is a lot that both of you do not know. And our end goals could bring joy to both of your lives. This guy's so fucking vague. Yeah. Yeah, Smite um, goes over and clocks him once again. Um, advantage because he's there. That's a hit. Um, just punches him across the face. You see Lorcan spits up some blood. This Let's guy is a fucking asshole. I mean, it's up to you guys what you want to do. I think we should kill him. Um, Listen, Akion, you brutally came in and almost killed someone who we very much care about. Why all the violence if you if your end goal is ultimately joy? Have you ever made an omelet, my fellow elf? Traditional elvish meal. We love omelets. Then you must know that eggs must be cracked in order to create one. I roll my eyes. Having heard this stupid metaphor before. <laughs> I mean... I got a guy who's trying to get me to do the same freaking thing, but for orcs. I mean, it's like everyone's got got a plan for how their species is going to be or their race is going to be on top of yeah. everyone else's. It's it's all kind of bullshit, if you ask me. Yeah, it all seems like very convoluted and, and all melding together. Free know? me. I have great influence both within the organization and within the Empire. Zola, can I talk to you out here for a second? Sure, smite. You talk back and forth with this man for a little bit. Totally. <laughs> um, both of them stay silent until you guys stay silent. <laughs> you guys aren't talking to each other. I just need to think of what I'm going to say to him. Oh. And I will think of how to respond. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave the room. We um, leave the room. So we leave the room. Um, I whisper to Zola, Zola, when you were asleep... I know you told me about the shard, yeah. but I took the shard out of your pocket and I was taking, strong. I was looking at it and it, crossing a little bit of boundary, but I understand that I'm you sorry, were curious. I, th I thought it was something bad. Oh yeah, was, no, I appreciate. It. I appreciate. Yeah, it. so I was just trying to protect you. Thank you. Um, I felt it's. I felt the power emanating from it, and I was so curious. But then after you described to me your journey and the shard and what has happened. I wonder if it has anything to do with this guy. What do you think? Yeah, well, that's kind of the whole question for me right now is how do Mistra and the Shard link up with Limburger, my mother, the first knight? Mm -hmm. And how does that link up with, you know, the Empire and the Omni Malum? Clearly, it's all 
Um, it feels connected in some way. Yes. Yeah, but I can't figure out why of all times the Shard. I mean, maybe it's just that this is a really powerful moment in history and mm. the Shard feels that and it was fated to maybe the maybe Mistra is, has sent it to me for some reason. That's that's kind of the golden question of the hour. I'm trying to think if there's any leverage we could have over this man. Maybe we promise him like, oh, the next time we see Plebo, we we tell Plebo that you gave us, you know, information to like try and threaten him. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to find any any way that we have a leg up on him to get more information. Yeah, it's tough because he seems like a zealot who's just def- simply like has a goal, and if he his goal isn't met, like he'd probably kill himself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're like, right. He just threat of death isn't really gonna do. He's not death anything. motivated or food motivated. <laughs> Unlike all of us, yeah. death and food motivated yeah. for sure. I wonder if he knows trick. I, w- I want to try one last thing. And if it doesn't work, then maybe we set this guy free and follow him, or we do something with the crown, or we just kill him. Right, right, right. Yeah. We walk back in. All right, you guys open the door. Smite is in this guy's face, just like um, he's got his Lance Scorcher mask on this whole time, by the mm-hmm. way. So he's just like face to face with him. Um, he wouldn't break. I'm going to go stand outside. Keep watch. Okay, yeah, you go talk out there. <laughs> he goes to keep watch. The two of you are left there um, still and still sitting upon Lord of Cain's head. You see him like, trying to shake him out of his glossy white hair, but just no, no ado. Um, he's made a rat king with his tail in that hair. <laughs> Lord Akion. Actually, I don't call him Lord Akion. I call him Akion. <laughs> you shall refer to me by my mm, official title. I shall title. nothing. Would you speak to any of the Council of Lords this way? <laughs> I punch him. <laughs> Get roll an attack with advantage. 26. 26 hits. 6 damage. 6 damage. Ooh, baby. Okay. Again, you clock him across the face. Blood just splatters against the ground, okay? At this point, he is missing, like, several teeth. <sighs> Let me ask you a question. Do you know an individual by the name of Trick? Mm. A failed member of the organization. A traitor to her. Oh, why a traitor? Some are too emotional too and too unfocused, misguided in their desires and talents. <sighs> Slipped through our fingers. But I heard that's no longer an issue. Sammy? Hmm. You are both very interesting and, I'll admit, strong opponents. Worthy opponents. But not yet worthy of being included in her plan. I need everyone to roll initiative. Oh, shit. Six. Six. Oh, baby. Uh, is, that six, is that six total for both of you? Yeah. Which one of you has higher... Uh, I think Brigid has I higher actually, decks. Yeah. yeah, so Brigid, you're going to go first uh, in terms out of the two of you. The moment those words leave his mouth, 
he looks at you, his eyes go black, and he mutters something in Undercommon, and suddenly, <sighs> spilling out from him is pure pitch black darkness. I spell magic. You do have your sword, but it's going to be on your turn, because dispel magic's an action. As oh, to you're, right, you're right, um, you're right. So suddenly okay, the so room then I dispel magic. Still can't, it's not your turn. Um, the room <laughs> is filled with blackness. You guys are completely blind. Then, let me just quickly... Okay, that is his turn. It is pitch right now. Right, like you guys are both just like it's as if someone just turned out the lights on you. You can't see. This is very unfamiliar for both of you, given you have dark vision. It is currently Smite's turn. You hear a knock on the door. What's going on in there? There's a bunch of black smoke coming underneath Get the door. Get in here quick! Um, he rips open the door. Fuck! Fuck! Um, is gonna try and tackle Lord Akion. Rolls with disadvantage because it's darkness. You just hear just like a crash of body into just a pile of debris that has been stacked into Smite's room. Fuck, fuck. Um, that is his turn. Brigid, it is now your turn. I thorn whip to try and see if I can grab him. Okay, roll an attack with disadvantage. 20 not nat. 20 not nat? That is going to hit. Nice. Give me the language of thorn rip so we can just see how that, what essentially the next result is. I create a long vine-like whip covered in thorns that lashes out at my command toward a creature in range. Uh, make a melee spell attack against the target. If the attack hits, the creature takes 1d6 piercing damage. And if the creature is large or smaller, you pull the creature up to 10 feet closer to you. So I would like to do damage and also pull him closer to me. Okay, so roll your damage. You raise your hand, complete darkness. You don't know what's happening. Um, um, but you feel the small, the bit of plant life that is kind of grown and woven into the fabrics of your yes. robe. Um, they stretch out. You hear the growing of this vine, and you lash out, um, and you hear a, uh, as it strikes into the back leg of Lord Kane. You're striking towards the window. You realize that he was trying to make a break for it. Yeah. Um, you drag him across the room. And again, it is still pitch black right now. Um, what did you roll on damage? Um, can I borrow a d6? Thanks. Four. Four damage. Four. Um, okay, he has to roll a constitution saving throw for darkness. That passes. It's still pitch black in here, but you feel like instantly you feel his presence much closer to yours. You hear the, the sound of him getting dragged towards you and struggling to pull away. Um, that is your turn. Zola, it is now your turn. Okay. I... If you want to take a swing on your turn, remember you can use still, and I'll say that he could give you essentially the help action to try and locate him. Which would yes. give get it would dis it would get away okay. the disadvantage. Stilton, I would love Stilton was stuck in his hair. Remember, he was like making a rat king. Exactly. So I'll I'll say yeah, like yeah, that would be the manifestation. So okay. Yeah. So I would like to use um, my action to cast lightning lore. <laughs> you guys are binding him. So the fuck yeah. Up. So that you have a thorn <laughs> stretching at him, and I've got lightning stretching at him, like on Sick. either arm. Very anime. And will the lightning. Uh, uh, dispel any of the darkness or no I mean he'll have to roll a con save for the damage but there's a saving throw I believe associated with lightning oh, correct? I actually have to be able to see him oh okay that's the language of lightning wear. okay so that's alright I will um, use my action to dispel magic on okay. the darkness you swing your blade through this darkness just like last night Brigid you suddenly see a flash of green light and 
the darkness dispelled. You see this massive, like, spiked thorn wrapped around Lorakion's, like, left leg. You see he's still facing the window, trying to pull himself free. And um, can I run and stand in front of the window? I'll take an attack of opportunity if I have to. Okay, yeah. I want to block the window like a wrestler. Okay, yeah, you rush by him. He does take an unarmed strike at you. Uh, natural 18 plus his modifier to hit. He deals three damage to you uh-huh. um, because he obviously can't not he can't reach his weapon right now his hands yeah. are still bound in the manacles um that is your turn you stand in front of the window you see smite is still kind of crawling out of the debris on the ground his, <laughs> his all of the red strings are tangled around him as he pulls himself to his feet i'm going ding 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 barley <laughs> fuck <laughs> um i'm actually all roll initiative for barley okay good that is your turn zola um barley did roll lower than you but she is going to act next, next round. round yeah um back at the top he is um he's dragged closer to you he's not necessarily restrained um he's just within striking distance um so he is going to try and push through you brigid rather than try and go through zola who's blocking the window Mm -hmm. um and try and get out the front door i need an opposed athletics check oh fuck that's a nat 20 on his part that's a Two natural two. <laughs> That's you, it. Natural two plus four, so six. Six. You as soon as the darkness is dispelled, he whips towards you, puts a hand on the thorn whip, pulls you in close, and elbows you in the throat, Oof. shoving you into the wall. Pulls open the door. Um, as he's running by you, you can take an uh, attack of opportunity, and not a spell. How but much you, damage does he do? Um, he's not actually attacking you. It's more of just the flavor text. Okay. Um, yeah, so um, he's kind of knocked you back, but that means um, actually it was a shove attack, basically. So he technically kind of got you out of the way. So he uses his movement to rip open the door and head around the corner towards the window. 35 feet of movement. Strength check. You hear a shattering of glass um, as he leaps out the window. Did I get an attack of opportunity? Uh, no, because of the shove attack, he shoved you out of the way, so you were no longer within five feet. Um, nice. He takes five points of damage as he literally throws himself out the window and falls to the ground. Um, and that is his turn. Up next is Smite. Smite scrambles to his feet. Do we pursue or what's yes. the plan? Okay. Um, he is still in his Land Scorcher mask. Fuck, we've got to be um, careful casting outside. Um, I'm going to have to go around. I don't want Barley to be put in the middle of this. Um, so he's going to use his full dash action to essentially, he runs down the hall a little bit, out through one of the rooms. You hear like a slamming of a door. Someone's like, hey, as he dives through a window um, and lands. Yeah, there's a snarl of a cat on the ground. Um, he lands and he's going to be making his way towards the front of the bar. Um, mechanically, he's like, essentially, Laura Kion is getting up as Smite turns the corner to get a look at him. Um, that is his turn. It is now Brigid's turn. So I'm going to run after him. Okay, you have 35 feet of movement. That'll get you to the window for sure. If you wanted to go down and drop, you'll have to do a um, acrobatics check to try and land. the drop? Drops about 20 feet. It's not exactly 20 feet, but it's 20-ish feet, yeah. Okay, so I I run to the window, and I throw my hand axe out the window. Okay, just Mm, make a ranged attack. (laughs) Spinning in the air. Just... It's that one. Mm. I like go to throw it and I accidentally hit the the window like the, the window frame. <laughs> as it hits the window, Zola, you feel a glow in your pocket as the shard <laughs> activates 
that nat one becomes a nat 20. What? Oh, um, that was the shard roll you had last night. It, as yes. it, it gets stuck, and then you see like a flash of rainbow light, and it <laughs> bursts through the wood from the top of the window frame. Fully freaking, and you see it whoom, right into the, his back. Roll damage. Uh, so, double double damage. Double damage. Okay, Christy's so. I was so hoping you guys would roll on that one. I was oh like, oh shit, they got the fucking nat 20, nat 1 one. So 2d6 plus 2. Yes. Nine total. Nine total. That's so crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely you you are pretty handy with an axe. You've you know you're from the wilderness. It's not unfamiliar in your hands, but you were definitely a spellcaster primarily. <laughs> so when this axe leaves your hand with such fucking velocity, it surprises you a little bit as well, and it embeds <laughs> itself in the center of his back, piercing through his black armor. You hear oh, both me and Mike go. Atta girl. <laughs> <laughs> Atta girl. That was fucking sick. Good on you. Yes, Thanks. queen. Thank you. Um, that is... Let's fucking get this guy. <laughs> that is your fucking attack. That is pretty much your movement, unless you want to try leaping from the window. Um, uh, do I have more movement to do that? You, uh, you would ha- Essentially, that would be the last bit of your movement. Why not? Okay. Give me an acrobatics check. Jesus Christ. Mm. It's a five total. Oof. You take five damage as you you throw this axe, you yell back to Zola, you put like hop up onto the window frame, and given how hard you threw it, the the frame's just not very sturdy anymore, and it cracks as you tumble forward onto the ground, landing right next to the (laughs) very injured Alorakion. Sorry, Barley. Uh, (laughs) Barley's like the wind the grate is still closed, so you hear like a muffle like what the fuck's going on up there? <laughs> um, that is your turn, Zola. It's your turn. <sighs> okay. 30 feet of movement. Run to the window. I put my hands on Brigitte's shoulders like I'm about to leapfrog, leapfrog but I misty step onto the ground outside the window. Action surge. All right. Uh, you still have... Oh, yeah. Misty steps a bonus action, so you still have your full action as well. Oh, right. Right. So you... I mean, you okay. want an action surge, you'll just get two I actions, two of course, actions. but... Okay, if I I run 30 feet to the window, then I misty step onto the ground. How, how far is Lord Akion? Oh, uh, he's okay. within five feet. Because he literally, just like Brigid, they just both fell out of the window. They're like, in, in mechanically, they're in the same square of five feet right now. Is there, are there people around us or are we in like an alley? Oh, you guys are in the front of the, you're right outside the front of the Drunken Drake and there are indeed people. You see, now that you like look up as you appear on the ground in a burst of this astral like space sparkle, um, you look up and you see several of the people who have been like, you know, making their way to work have turned heads and are like, what the fuck is going on over there? So there's definitely some attention on you. You don't see any guards yet. Okay. Uh, I, I look at, through a window where I see Smite, and I I just shrug and whip out my sword. <laughs> yeah, Smite pulling around the corner. You look over and just feel like out of the bag of holding, <laughs> drawing your massive great sword. Um, I he guess nods. I'll start with my first two attacks and then okay. see if I want to action surge because I forgot that Mr. Set wasn't an action. Totally. Action. 12. 12. He rolls over as your sword slams into the ground. Nat 20. Nat 20. You swipe back as he tries to roll once more, cutting deep into him. You critted on him. A D6. Here, do you need any more after that? I have two right here. Thank you. Perfect. 21 damage. I'm going to action surge and do another two attacks. And panting, I am saying, I will follow you anywhere you go. I always find the Omni Malin. I hope you do. 12 plus 9. That'll hit. Okay. <laughs> and 
And then 15 plus 9. Yep. 27 damage on second. Ooh, very, very hard hit. Um, Compared to where you guys had him, he's looking very hurt. You see dark blood has spilled all over the ground. He is, he winces in pain. Clearly he is, he's in bad shape now. Back to Barley. Barley uses full dash. She is, she's, she, the gate is still closed for her because as she said, she's keeping closed for the day. So she literally runs upstairs and gets to the window and looks out. <laughs> just shaking her head um, I should hear the sound that that actually made in the headphones I can't it's wait very to, funny it's just really just be like, it's like <laughs> um, she cannot do anything on her turn necessarily but she is going she is now up there she has a full view of the situation it is now top of the order Lodakion okay that's right look at your sheet yeah you little DM okay he looks at you. He, he is absolutely very injured. Blood is pouring out. He looks at you. Then come find us. And <laughs> shatters the manacles and rolls back. Said you, he does a somersault. He does a little somersault. <laughs> little backwards yeah, little somersault. Back, back somersault. <laughs> wow, nice cool. fucking somersault, dude. Um, somersault. You get to make an attack of opportunity on uh, him as he tries to. He's going to take a full dash and just fucking bolt. Good, I will that roll 12 plus 9 again 12 plus 9 that is going to hit as he like rolls back you swing once more um cutting into his thigh Brigid, you also get to make an attack of opportunity you're in the same space so okay, you great. can just make a swing with like you have a hand axe anything you want to use 15 damage on my attack of opportunity oh um, wow very good attack of opportunity can i do can i do a check and then yeah i'll give you a free check what are you okay, looking for okay so i want to check if there's any guards around yeah give me a perception check that's 18 you peer up you survey the scene Right now, it doesn't look like there's anything, but you know, based on where the rail station is, literally like a block, two blocks away, there are almost always like a pair hanging around there. It's not long before they come. Again, this is happening in, let's say, like 30 seconds has passed. Okay, so then I guess I pull my hand axe out of his back and I try and hit him again with my hand axe. Yeah, as he's like running away, you grab <laughs> it. You literally, as he's standing up, like rolling back, you pull the thing from his back. He somersaults back and then you, you literally like take it and take another swing at him. I want to um, cut his Achilles tendon. If you're doing a specific attack, it's going to raise the AC a little bit. Sure. Okay. Slash his fucking tendon. It's a 13. 13. Four, sorry, it's 14. 14. 14. You take a swing, but he manages to just roll too quickly. He's up and bolting Strong down the street ankle. right now. Strong ankle. Um, and it, it, you guys see now, the sky is that kind of just literally before the sun rises. It's about to be when things are going to get pretty bad for him as a drow, um, but not quite yet. Now it is Smite's turn. Smite still following your command. He does not want him to get away. He looks up and he goes, Freeze! Um, is going to cast command on nice. him. Um, I that's think a, it will be bad for Barley if he gets away. Uh, wisdom save, DC 16. You watch as 60 feet away from you guys, Lord Akeon, just, <laughs> like in the middle of his run, just fully freezes up. Smite looks to you, finish him off. That is now going to be Brigitte's turn. I get up and I'm furious. I've fallen out of this window. I take my hand axe out. I try and, you know, swing at him again. It doesn't work. He's getting away. I get furious and um, I try and inconspicuously cast heat metal. Give me a sleight of hand check. 15. 15, okay. Um, You do this pretty quickly. You mutter the arcane words and um, now he rolls a save, I believe. 
Yes, so I was gonna go for the manacles, but he he broke them, but he still has them around his still wrists. Still on his wrists, yeah, he basically just snapped the chain. And he's also wearing armor, so I yes. wanna heat the manacles and the armor. And he has to take it off in order to prevent that from happening. Right. Um, there's no save, correct? It's literally just like, it's starting to heat up and for him, and he takes that damage, I believe. So why don't you roll damage? As you raise your hand, and <laughs> Zola, you see this armor, this like black armor begins to subtly glow red and then orange, and you hear, oh, fuck me. Oh, we should've <laughs> used that when we were asking him questions. <laughs> it's true. Just sizzling, standing you in place. I do, please. Nine. Okay, that is your turn. Um, you're just focusing on this burning sensation. Um, that is now going to be Zola's turn. He's still up? Yep, he is still alive. He is currently frozen in place 60 feet ahead of you. He is essentially across the street from Barley's, looking to head towards an alley. Making eye contact with the back of his head, uh, I just calmly walk forward into the street, my 30 feet, and then my well-manicured mage hand pops open the uh, crawler mucus poison and just upends over his head. Okay. Give me an arcana check. Okay. Just for the, essentially the dexterity aspect of of making sure that it's able to like pour on him as like an attack. Not 20. Okay, that uh, fully works. You spectral, beautifully manicured mage hand shoots out with the crawler mucus in hand, pops the cork and dumps it on the glistening white hair of Lorakian in the pouring rain. Uh, DC 13 con saving throw. Okay. That is a natural three. Done. Okay. Uh, Poison creature is paralyzed. Poison for one minute. The creature can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on success. Okay, so it gets to make another con save and top of the next, essentially top. top of next round when he when it's his turn. Yeah, basically. Um, and I uh, turn back to look at Brigid and Smite and go, should we bring him up back upstairs? No, I think we should hit him up style. I agree. In front of all these people? I was beaming. <laughs> I think we've pretty much already spoiled this. We can take him to an alley if you want. <laughs> I, I look at the uh, children eating a, a child eating a popsicle, sitting on their yeah. stoop watching. <laughs> yeah, somewhere else. <laughs> um, now that is your action, Zola. Um, Barley's turn next. You see that from her spot, uh, if they take damage, does anything happen? It's nothing. It's just the concept, correct? They can like take damage. They can take damage. It's okay, fine. cool. They're just paralyzed for a minute or until they save. You see from the top of the um, drunken Drake, from that window, Barley mutters something, moving her hands, pointing at points in space, and you see three darts appear in the air and shoot, arcing through over like the people and boom, 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 cracking into his back, magic missile style, baby. I'd say Sharon to that. Yeah. He really trashed her bar. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck this guy. Fuck you, hooligan! Uh, Shouts out to the street, trying to make it sound like it's just some getting st- tossed out of a bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, this guy is so drunk. He's, he's wasted. wasted. <laughs> um, that is going to be nine damage. Okay, he is looking pretty fucking hurt. Cut him off, Barley. Okay, it's Lord Akiyo's turn. He is going to roll that con save. What's the DC? Thirteen. He is going to pass. Fuck. Um, so he. Uh, <sighs> You two are quite interesting. Got more tricks up my bag. I can't wait to let her know all about you. Was that his action? 
Or is that just a save on his turn? Let's see. That's the end of its turn. Okay. So he basically is now free from it. He's 30 feet from you guys. It's the end of its turn, so I think that that means he can't use his movement. Yeah, so, creature can't keep the same without the end of each of its turns. So it is now Smite's turn. Smite runs forward and goes to full-on tackle him. He goes to tackle him, and you see Lord Achilleon full-on backhand Smite into the Ooh. mass, sending him spinning backwards. Um, failed attempt at a grapple. Smite! Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, uh, uh. You see, he like, um, like, there's a bit of blood seeping through his white mask, and he looks up and snarls. Okay, that is Smite's turn. It is now Brigid's turn. Brigid, um, for you, because you haven't moved across the street, he is still 60 feet away from you, and you still have heat metal up. So, bonus action, heat the metal again. Okay, deal another 2d8 damage. Uh, that's nine total. Okay, bit by fucking bit. You hear it. And he's like, ah! Um, despite, you know, I mean, this is a hardened man. He has faced death many times, and you can tell that he is unafraid of facing it again. But that shit hurts. That shit hurts a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so aware that, that at any point, um, like, guards might come, and we'd like to, like, deal with this quickly and efficiently, I, I cast a fog cloud so that no one can see what's happening between all of us. Excellent. Okay. You'll be dropping heat metal. That's fine. I already buzzed him. Got you him feel twice. good about it? Okay, yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah, you 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 flick of the hand, drop heat metal, and raise another hand. You feel the moisture in the air. You know, a lot of people think that fire is just that, fire, but it's more than that. It goes deeper. It's almost down to the molecules of reality. So you heating the air and creating this moisture to thicken up and create this fog around you guys. It billows out from you, um, covering the central part of this street. Is this what's like in the jungle. Mm -hmm. It's like walking through oatmeal. Where the fuck are you guys? <laughs> I take a, a big deep inhale. <sighs> <sighs> um, so, okay, that is your turn. The area is currently obscured for all of you, mm -hmm. including him, but all of you as well. That is your turn, Zola. You guys are like shadows and you hear people are like, lot of unauthorized casting going on over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a student. <laughs> I have my car and I have my <laughs> This guy's so drunk. It's so weird. The weather is like this right now, right here. <laughs> I'm not even going to have you guys roll deception checks. That's just not going to happen. Can I have Stilton, not an attack, but have him bite his ankle so that I can like hear him be like, oh, and like maybe tell where he is. Have Stilton try and find him. G yeah, Stilton, give me a perception check. Okay. Can uh, he use smell so that he has an advantage? Yes. Okay. But it's still plus zero. First one's a 17. 17. I'm gonna say with a 17 that he does indeed. You like he scampers down your body and like runs into the mist, um, and you hear, "Ow, my <laughs> fucking ankle." <laughs> He's got a lot of diseases. <laughs> He's got Jeez. bubonic. You should take this. <laughs> should be taking this rat to the vet. It needs its vaccinations. All right, I I plunge headlong into the fog and uh, try and hit him with my with the tusk. Okay, I'm gonna say ro flat roll instead of a disadvantage. Cool. Thanks, still in. 18 plus nine. That'll hit. 24 is that one. You feel your blade sink into something and as you pull closer, you see the face of Lord Akeon, his his dark charcoal-like skin and roiling red eyes looking at you. You will not escape her. She will bring our people back. She will bring Loth back to this plane. She 
Will Rice. Last chance to give me your name so I can greet her when I meet her in person. Paragon. And the life leaves his eyes. Um, you are out of initiative. Falcon is up for 10 minutes. Throw him off my sword. Yeah, there, you guys uh, smite and bring it here as a body hit, as the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> um, uh, okay, you guys are technically out of initiative. You still have Fog Cloud up right now. Mm -hmm. um, if you guys want to like grab the body really quick, somebody goes, We need to move. We I need toss to move. Him in the bag. Um, yeah, grab actually... him by his, his white hair and pull him into the bag of holding. Yeah, that's the best way. I was going to see if I can just disintegrate him, set him on fire, cremate this bitch. Um, <laughs> you, oh, shit. you begin we to conjure. burn a body <laughs> in Holy the middle shit. of the fucking street. Smells terrible. This you, is really bleak. You really raise the flames in your hand and so it just grabs the hair and yanks Lona Kion's body into the bag. I wanna, um, I wanna pluck one of his eyes out. Give me a medicine check. It's a natural nineteen. Natural nineteen. Without going into any disgusting details, you do that. Great. I want to take one of his roiling red eyes out and I stash it. Okay, like some sort of huntress psychopath, uh, you watch as Brigid yanks this man's eye out and pockets it. Zola is very politely watching, like, sure that this is just a cultural difference. <laughs> Smite, ah. Smite is like, fucking sick. Should I start doing that? Is that, I don't want to be copying anyone's thing, but it seems fucking sick. You can do whatever you want to do. Thanks. All right. Sick flames, by the way. I go and sit down. I was thinking maybe I'll just at some point go and bury him in the necropolis. Not a bad idea. Um, I'm going to be honest. We should just leave this area. If yeah. you want, we can you know, try and make our way to the subway, get down that way. The fog cloud is still up, so we should just uh, evade anyone. Yeah. Yeah, you let's guys... just uh, pop into a manhole or something. Okay. Um, you guys head towards the nearest alleyway. Um, you, Zola, assisting Smite, the two of you, like he jams his sword into one of the manholes and you use your fingers to easily pry it up with your strength, sliding it over, revealing the sewers below. You're not going to do your world-renowned uh, manhole noise? <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, wow. Smite goes, all right, let's do this. And he hops and just descends down. Mamma Mia, here we go again. Mamma Mia. And that's where we'll end our episode today. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, I man. really almost got there. I fucking knew there. you weren't going to let us get to I Moss really almost got there. I really, well, you know, here's the thing. I thought that you would either let him go. So this is Afterlife Talk, so I'll yeah, save you're it. Right. But um, yeah, so thank you to everyone Ooh. for listening. Thank you, of course, to our Eldritch patrons. Mm -hmm. If you would like to become. An Eldritch patron yourself. You'll just have go to give to me your eye. No, um, only for as little as one dollar <laughs> or for your a eye. Patron. <laughs> an eye for an eye. Um, go to Patreon.com/slash. Try not to die pod. Um, any sort of plugs? Any anything you guys have? Yeah, um, we're on Podbean. It's a cool new podcast thing mm. network. Um, check it out. You can um, claim your own show there. People can like leave reviews. People can um, rate it. It's just another great place if you don't have like um, Spotify or Apple or anything like that. Um, check out Bobby. Check out the Bean Baby. Uh, anything for you, Ash? Oh, um, you can just play, if you want to plug something you like, or if there's anything you're working on that you love besides this podcast, which you of course adore. 
No, I don't have anything to plug. Follow me on Instagram if you want. Let's be friends. Hell be yeah. Be nice to each other. Um, <laughs> be nice to each other. That's my plug. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Make sure you're be kind, kind to, to everyone. Um, I'm plugging the owl, uh, the Owl House. Fantastic show. Disney Plus. Check it out. Uh, second season's coming out June 12th. They don't need my ad, but I really enjoy the show. So <laughs> I'll check it out. Yeah, it's very fun. Um, other than that, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, try not to die. All hail our Eldritch patrons! Especially Anita, Becca B, Becca M, Colleen, Eclair, Emily, Jacob, James, Kate, Lucy, May, Nicole, Paige, Patrick, Roni, and of course, our producer daddy, Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die. Thank you.